welcome to the Wheels Buffy Podcast, where we're built for comfort and not for speed. It's the Wiz Buffy Podcast, where we're built for comfort and not for speed. We have a very special interview segment this evening. We got Mr. Our Family vs. Your Team, a.k.a. St. George's and 43rd, a.k.a. my brother Sam Brandon. The, mother... the champ is here. The champ is here. Champ is here. State champions. The champ is here. Is it 3A? Oh, man. 3A, yep. Class 3A, Maryland State Champion, Baltimore Polytechnic Institute Engineers in the building. What's up, Sam? How you doing today, man? Good to be here. Appreciate y'all having me. Man, I'm glad you came. Thanks for the intro. No no doubt, no doubt, man. So let's get right into the proceedings, man. Okay? I'm sorry. Let's get right into the proceedings, man. Where are you from, Doug? I'm from Baltimore. From Baltimore. Born and raised. Mm -hmm. Never had an address, anything other than here. Right. Um... Been around a little bit from uh, basketball, but I had a little bit of time in South Baltimore, East Baltimore. Um, moved around a little bit with, with both parents. They were uh, separated, which got me to see different parts of the city. I've lived uh, uh, primarily South and East Baltimore, though. Dope. Now, where I'm familiar with you from is definitely from the 33rd Street, Old York um, that particular area, and I know growing up there, you had a hoop in the backyard and shit. I did, I did. I um felt felt a uh, real close connection with a lot of guys around there. Some of which we went to school with. Where? Um, and basketball was my way, uh, you know, of acceptance. Really, Word. you know, I, uh, where I met most of my close friends. Um, you know, in the relationships that I developed over time that let me where I am today. Dope. Now, being from Baltimore, you know what I'm saying, we all have seen our share of hardships, you know what I mean? And we lose people, and, you know, we lost Drano, you know what I mean? Um, a couple years ago, you know, I know your pops passed, you know what I mean? Tell us how that shaped you into the person you are today. I mean, the, um, you know, Frankly, right now, um, from where where I started to where I am, I'm I'm in a place where I'm I'm, I'm really happy about where I am right now. Word. And it is a hundred percent about the people that you know. I, I think the whole self made concept I, I I reject it. I'm a I'm I'm a person that believes in recognizing all the people that you know put the things in me Word. that got me to be who I am and made me who I am and helps me affect, um, you know, the young people whose lives I'm in every day. Um, so, um, you know, the, you know, those, those people that I've lost along the way, um, you know, specifically you talked about my father, mm -hmm. um, my father introduced me to the game of basketball. He wasn't like a big time player, but he, um, you know, he just had love for the game and he played on crates and, mm -hmm. You know, twenty third in Barkley, and I was down there watching him, and I 
You know, he he, he because of who he was outside. He my father was a communist, mm-hmm. um, and uh, uh, um, he worked in uh, welfare rights organizations in East Baltimore, and that's where I grew up, and that's where I learned to play and watched him. So you know, you mentioned him. You know, he had major major impact on who I am and and my perspective. Right. Um, and um, you know, it's, it's it's very important the people the people that I've lost in terms of making making me who I am and, and shaping my perspective. Now, I know we ask we always ask this question normally is to to rappers when they fall in love with hip hop and shit. What, about how old do you think you were when you first picked up a basketball? Um, I really don't remember not loving the game of basketball. I really don't. So I. I, I would say my memory started. I, I have memories of being three years old, and I was—I don't remember a time where I wasn't um, just in in love with and um, infatuated with a basketball. It, it, it's, it's just—it was—it um, started, yeah, two, three years old. So, who were you watching back then? Like, who was your? I mean, I mean, I, I think I kind of know, but who was your favorite players in them days, man? Um. Well, Magic was my first love in basketball. I loved watching. I, I saw how much fun Magic Johnson had playing the game, um, and I was in, like, I remember the day I heard Magic had HIV. It, mm-hmm. I was like, I was crying. It was like, it was Broke a big deal to me, no Broke question. Yeah. Um, uh, so I would definitely say Magic Johnson was first for me. Um, I I grew to, I mean, Michael Jordan. Um, watching his greatness and how how he dominated the game, I would say he was my second guy. That, and I don't even know if I liked him a lot in the beginning, but I just started to appreciate his greatness at a right. level that just had me, you know, studying everything he did. Right, so, right. Yep. So, playing basketball, you know, you um, playing on the crate and playing in the backyard and shit. Um, when did you start like playing organized? You like was it the AAU thing or was it? Nah, so. The whole landscape of youth basketball now, AAU is seven-year-olds are traveling the country. It's, you know, really serious. When when I was playing basketball, seven-year-olds either played at a church or, um, you know, for their local rec center. So I did a little bit of both. My first team, my father was my first coach, uh, St. Francis of Assisi on uh, right across the street from Lake Montebello. Um, Yeah, I know exactly what I said. Yeah, yeah. So I played on a, a, a CYO team there um that was my first uh organized team I played on um and then after like a year uh or two I um I went down to Walter P. Carter and mm. that's where I was through um through through the end of my high school career and mm. um I also played a little bit of Oliver Rec Center which at the time so we when we had AAU there was two AAU teams mm. in the city and if you weren't good enough to play for them. Like you, you got cut. I got cut before from AU. Now, yeah. you know there is. If, if you're if you're a decent player, you're going to find somebody. Anywhere. There's 50 right. teams that right. are traveling the country. You start your own, like Lavar Ball. There you go. Yeah, mm-hmm. I mean, so so I mean, and 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 Lavar Ball is a is a very rare case of actually having the talent to do it. There's right. a lot of people. Lavar's Ball's kids are elite. There's right. a lot of kids call themselves in programs calling themselves the leaves and aren't. And we just, you know, when we played, it was an, a neighborhood thing. So you play right. with your name. So I played with um, at Walter P. Carter Rec Center, and that's that's where I really started developing my game. And, and you know, and everything about my life became about basketball. 
That's, let me tell y'all a story, man. So, me and Sam went to Rolling Park Middle School together. And we were out back after school. It was me, you, Leonard, Carville, Floyd, and his little brother. Mm-hmm. And um, I was I, I never really was a basketball player. I can tell. Yeah, I'm, a, I'm I listen, never. And uh, and so I said, you know, I could beat the white boy. <laughs> uh. But I mean, come on, he was seventh grade or some shit. You know what I'm saying? That's racist. <laughs> you know, he's seventh, but that's that's how you think and shit. Yeah. And then um, I, I got ball first, and I missed. And that was it. And that was the M16 nothing. <laughs> so, I mean, this motherfucker was backing me down and fucking hitting jumpers and shit and crossing me up, man. Like, it was the, it was a very, but it taught me a lesson. <laughs> you know what I mean? You can't. You, Something about a book and a cover? Something, yeah. That's why your mic's off. Fuck him. <laughs> but yeah, no doubt. Oh, they heard me. Yeah, but was, no, real shit, you can't judge a book by its cover, man. So... We go, we go to roll pop, we go to piling and shit, man. What what I didn't know is that you didn't finish you didn't finish with us and shit. I didn't. I didn't. I, um so when I was sixteen, my father had he I, I really never lived primarily with my father. I visited him mostly mm-hmm. um and lived with my mother. Um so when I was fifteen, my father got MS and he became confined to a wheelchair, and I was basically told that you can live with him and be his primary caregiver, mm. and he won't be in a nursing home, or if you continue to live mostly with your mother, he will. So I moved in with my father, and I became um, real responsible for everything going right. on, right. and I, I was not ready for that. So me and twin, Dominic, who currently works with me at Polly, right. where it was... Myself, him, and my father, and we, me and Twain had act. We we got the. He was a teacher, so we mm. got. Um, we just had it. We had. We ran the house, and mm. it, it was a, a weird situation. And anyway, uh, that led to me um, not being able to handle um, the poly workload as right. well as my mm. dreams as a. Uh, you know, aspiring college basketball player mm-hmm. and a teenager in Baltimore and who's, you know, just changed my whole, uh, the, the dynamic of my life. So anyway, I winded up. So it's, it's interesting. Um, I had an SAT prep class at, uh, at Poly and I'd already done real well on my SATs and it's like two weeks before the end of the quarter, and I, uh, you can't fail any classes at, at, at Poly in order to play sports. Right. So it's my senior year. I was, I had interviewed, thought I was preseason all Metro in Baltimore, and I, 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 I talked to my SAT prep teacher. She tells me my grade is fine. I get my report card. A week later, I fail the class. Mm. So this was locking one. No, it was Miss Brandenburg. Ah, it's Miss Brandenburg. Okay, okay. So anyway, you know what? You know what though? I mean, really, at this point, I really appreciate her for the lesson learned. Right. I really do. Um, so, uh, you know, I, I kind of BSed in the class because I was good on my SAT. My goal was I'm playing college basketball. Right. This is what I'm doing. As long as I got my grade in my SAT, why do I need to really pay attention to this class? I slipped. I didn't have any coach. That was on my, you know, on my tail, making mm-hmm. sure I'm doing the right thing. Anyway, mm-hmm. I wound up not being able to play my senior year of high school basketball. That's really what I needed to pursue my dream of playing college yeah. basketball. I 
when, when that happened, I moved with my brother, who I'd only met one time, um, to New York right. and wound up getting all state. And so anyway, the rules were different there. I was able to play. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I was all state selection in New York my right. senior year and changed my path. I wound up coming back and I was lucky enough to play at Morgan State University where I finished my, my basketball playing days. Um, but yeah, I, I, I did not graduate from poly. It is something that uh, I'm, I'm very proud to go back right. and, and change my, you know, the, the story of, of me and Polly. I'm, mm-hmm. I'm, I'm, um, you know, real happy about some of the things that we've done to, you know, to build um, within the basketball program that, you know, it has me a little bit, you know, it, it, I wasn't in a great place with Polly when I was 17 years right, old. Right, right, right. I was none of us are as man. You know so, what, but yeah, I, I, I appreciate it very much for what it did for my life. Right. So what, what was your path after New York? Like, where, where did you go straight to Morgan or did you prep I didn't. school? So I went, um, I, I went to school in upstate New York mm-hmm. um, for the last five months of my senior um, year of high school um, and got recruited to play at a prep school in New Hampshire mm-hmm. uh, called New Hampton Prep, Who, um, where later I sent one of uh, our, 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 our poly guys who's at the University of Dayton right now. Anyway. Um, oh, shit. The uh, yeah, I went up there and it was it was just a totally different world. It was, um, I mean, upstate New York was a different world, and then uh, New Hampshire and the mountains. It was it was like a school where we had. I mean, but it was the best team I ever played on. So we had guys. Really? Now we had um, nine Division One players Shit. on my team. Shit. We had two guys play get some get a little bit of uh, time in the NBA. Okay. Um, so we, I mean, we were up there. So it was a school where, I mean, it's like a $70,000 a year school, but they also recruited a bunch of, so the people paying 70000 paid for talent that they also brought to school in a bunch of different things, right. like music mm-hmm. and art and theater and like all, all different things. So it was real cool to be there with a lot of, um, it, it was a real it was a real cool year of my life um, up there. But anyway, it was a prep school up in New Hampshire. Um, you were isolated. Right? Yes, so very, very much so. Yeah, I right. mean, thirty. There was one store in the town, and the town was this little school where people from all over. I mean, it was people from all the world, all over the world at the school. Mm-hmm. Um, but it was really high level basketball. The New England. I mean, to this day, the New England Prep League is a is a significant um, piece of the high school to college basketball landscape. And what I did was a, a postgraduate year up there, which still to this day, a lot of, you know, a lot of guys, you finish high school, either right. physically or academically, you need that extra year before right. you go to college. And um, that you know, was a lot new of back then, right? People yeah. weren't really doing that like back then. I mean, it just not. started like then. Yeah, the yeah a, a few, yeah. a few, yeah, in the nineties. It okay. definitely started in the nineties. We had, I mean, Sam Cassell played up in that yeah. league. Okay. Um, Kevin Braswell played up in that league. Um, uh, you know, a bunch of NBA guys. I played against Karan Butler when I was up there. Demar Johnson, mm. um, Eric Barkley. I mean, so many guys. Yeah, big that, balls. Yeah, 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 I mean, big okay. time players yeah. um, played up there. I mean, it was it was really. To be honest, when I left that league and I got to Morgan, so I left um, New Hampton um, and went to UMBC okay. for one year. Which and mm-hmm. um, just to be honest, I wasn't, I, I still was not, I was in a, uh, I was home and I had been up there in New York and New Hampshire and I came back home and I learned some lessons about coming back home. At first, it did not work out right. perfect for me. And mm-hmm. then 
I was actually out of school for a semester, and I was in a YMCA basketball league. Mm. Um, and cooking one of, old men. Well, <laughs> so one of those, one of the old men I was cooking yeah. was a Morgan assistant coach, huh. and he said, mm. uh, "You know, are you playing bat? Are you playing college ball?" I said, "You know, I only had my freshman year in UMBC. I'm out of school. I enrolled at Morgan the next week." Mm-hmm. And became the all-time leading three-point shooter three in Morgan history. Nah, I, wanted, I was going to introduce this shit, but he said it already. Back all back. All oh, three to oh five. That's crazy. How, so how many three-pointers is that? Uh, two seventy-one, I think, something like that. Okay. I, I had I had a few of them. I, I I tell you what, though, the best part about my story about my three-point record is that right after I said it. The guy who came in after me, I got a chance to coach and develop a real strong relationship with who broke it. Mm. So that that's really the, you know, the thing that I, I got a chance to, you know, kind of set a mark and then help someone else right. um, shatter it. I mean, he, Re, the guy's name is Reggie Holmes. Okay. Uh, Baltimore guy, Cherry Hill kid, who is now uh, making a lot of money playing ball. And um, anyway. You know, I got a chance to be a part of that. Is that more satisfying to help somebody break a record that you set well, than when you set it? No question. Okay. No question about it. I, I would say that, you know, and, you know, as, as I, I, I'm lucky enough to get to mentor young people, that's one of the things I share with them is it was really cool. You know, I, I, I really enjoyed my time to build me, mm-hmm. but there's nothing more satisfying than to be able to help somebody else build themselves. Mm-hmm. You know, that's mm-hmm. like just a whole different level of satisfaction. Um, that right. I get to have now, which is, um, you know, why why I get a chance to be in the place where I am. I, I really, I love it. I enjoy it. So let's talk about coaching, man. This great transition point, man. Like, so how how hard is it building a successful program at a school like Poly where you got to pass? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? When you came in, it was nothing, right? Nothing. It was uh, no. We had so. The uh, a guy John McLean, who was a senior when I was a freshman there, played at St. Francis, PA. Mm-hmm. He was a Division One player. Um, Ralph Lee, who was Kirk Lee, who was a Baltimore basketball legend's mm-hmm. older brother, mm-hmm. was a poly guy and played at Xavier. And uh, Antonio Freeman, who a lot of people know from being a wide receiver on the Packers, he was a really good ball player at Poly as well. People mm-hmm. don't know that, but he didn't play college basketball. You know, played at Virginia Tech football and went on. But we really we had a couple players and no um, team success history. Mm-hmm. Um, so um, I, I, I got a chance to coach at Morgan after playing um, and lucky enough to be a part of Morgan's first um, NCAA tournament. And as that was going on, um, I was contacted by the assistant principal at Poly, Mr. Wolston, Mr. who Wilson. we were. He was our history teacher. But he played for city, so yeah, yeah. He, he, he's a city guy, but <laughs> he, um, city. Yeah, he's, ah. <laughs> he, he's a city guy, but he 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 um he's a Poly. Um, he's assistant principal now. Right. Um. But anyway, um, I talked to him and I was just saying how I was really, um, I had done um. Uh, a summer camp at Morgan mm. and we had a bunch of kids up there and I really enjoyed working with younger kids and high school kids and, and with their energy and just really thought that if, if I had a chance to um, do something with the poly basketball program that I could have a chance to create something and that, mm. that was that was really interesting for me to just coming from Morgan's first championship to think you know what maybe I, maybe I could um, put something together with some guys that 
you know, I grew up with to, to maybe have Polly's first championship. So right, right. Um, I talked to Mr. Wilson. I interviewed with the principal. Um, and we had, a, you know, a great interview. And he brought me on board. And, you know, I, he was telling me that I was going to be able to get some kids in. And mm-hmm. I was, you know, we had a real, we had a plan set from our meeting. So I get to Polly in um, May of 2010. And my first three or four months, I was a, um, a hall monitor. Mm-hmm. And then the following year, I was going to start as a math teacher. So we had this whole plan lined up. I get there, the principal gets fired within a month. Oh, shit. So right. I'm like, oh, what's going what's to happen now? Mm-hmm. So we get Mr. Wilson becomes the interim principal. Okay. But then they tell him that I'm not the basketball coach because the guy who previously had the job had a grievance going on and he had to wait to tell me so I'm leaving you know a college situation to come to this and I'm not even the coach right so I'm like all right I'm gonna sweat it out I'm gonna make it work so eventually 10 days before the season they tell me you know what you are the coach that whole grievance thing we're done with you're the coach um you're gonna be a teacher here next year no work with the kids at all none none I mean we got so you know the first thing was like to try to create you know, what is it going to be to create a winning culture here? I mean, we had never, we had, so the school's been in existence, it's 135 years now. We had never even been to the city championship before last year. Right. So, um, you know, it really was to create a culture. So, the first, so, so, I mean, the, 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 it's a layered story, so I'm going to try to uh, stay on track. Y'all got a little bit of liquor in me, so I'm going to no, do, do my, do my best. No, yeah, yeah. So, so we, we so, do. so I had a meeting with um, some poly guys, Anthony Fitzgerald, mm-hmm. who was a Division Three All-American basketball player who was there with us. He was a freshman when we were seniors, mm-hmm. um, who had just a great college career, stand-up guy, has a master's degree, works works for the Feds, um, you know, just really stand-up guy um, mm-hmm. and had his stuff together, and that's what I wanted to be around, these young people that we were working with, guys they can emulate and see, you know, right. you can play ball, get your college education, and, you know, be somebody in the world after. So, anyway, got with Fitz, got with Dominic Harrison, who was my point guard at Poly. Right. Um, who was, you know, my best friend, godfather of my kids. Um, a guy, Tion Crudup, who we have since become, you know, really tight. Um, but he was previously there. I wanted someone from the previous staff to let me know, all right, what's the deal? What's going on? What's right. the what had, what's the reason why we've been losing for 130 years? So, right. um, and um, got a guy, Mike Turner, and basically we just got a bunch of guys that played at Poly that knew that if we could have got a little bit better support when we were there, we, you know, could've we, we, we could have done something yeah. with it. So, you know what I always thought the problem was, though? It's like, and it's not an indictment on anyone. I'm not speaking to anything specific, but my opinion on it was. Sometimes it feels like to get the pl- the players, the players that can play, aren't academically Never. the best. That's everywhere. You know what I'm saying? But I mean, sometimes you can find that in football. Yeah. You can find that in wrestling and yeah. shit. But like basketball, it seems like you never can get the Boy. guys that can make the grades and shit. You know what I mean? No question. I mean, so I mean, I was one of those guys. Right. I didn't make the grade. That's why I didn't play my senior year of poly. Right. So if anybody understood that challenge, it was me, and right. that was what I was bringing to the situation. That's what I brought to the interview with Dr. Wilson originally. Is mm-hmm. that the first step is going to be to change our academic 
atmosphere and approach. And, you know, once we do that, we'll get the players. You mm-hmm. know, once we do that, once we – I mean, our team GPA was literally 1-3 or 1-2 yeah, or something like that. That's what I was about to ask there. you. I, I read that it was, it was a 1.4 yeah. and now it's like a 3.1. Yeah, so I mean that was that was challenge number one. So, like you know, I'm, I'm I've been really honored recently. I've been recognized and invited to Coastal USA basketball. But the the coolest thing about that was that when I got the call, they mentioned that to me. Mm-hmm. You know, they talked to me about that. You know, this is a school that you know. So people think. So what you just mentioned, Dale, like oh, so the outside thinks, okay, you coach at Poly, everybody's gonna get good grades. Right. But what right. people don't realize, right. the guys we got in there in school. They're motivated, like myself. I, I, if I wasn't playing basketball, I would have not. I got a math degree now. Right. I would have not gotten a math degree if I right. was not motivated by playing college basketball. Right. Flat out. So a lot of young people that are, you know, talented and intelligent. You know, the basketball is the drive, but you know, you you, you have to learn how to balance the two and handle a rigorous academic um, schedule, and mm-hmm. you know the. You know what, what you're gonna get at Poly, and still be committed to your dream, and um, you know playing playing college basketball, and the commitment that that takes outside of academics and your home, and you know taking care of your body. I mean, so much goes into it. Right. Those things were not. I, nobody talked to me about these things right. when I was that right. age. So how did you make that happen? So I mean, number one is really the people that I have around me. I mean, it's hmm. like I, I wouldn't. Um, you know, I. I I'm very committed. I'm there every day. I was there before I got here. I, um, you know, every, we, we're six days a week in the gym year round, and that, that's really important. But the people that I have in there six days a week year round, they see me and, you know, other men that I grew up with that we, you know, from the same place that they're from, yeah. went through the same classes they went through, right. went through the same, you know, day-to-day trials and tribulations, losing close friends, mm-hmm. having, you know, drug use in your family, all this stuff. But we, we found our way yeah. to, you know, be be functional men in society. And we love this game. You love this game. Let, right. Let's get you better at it together and get you through a poly education so you can, you know, really, really do something with yourself when it's done. That's what's up. Now, I, I did see a real sad story, man. It was a young man who I think, I guess he failed out of school or whatever, down on Pennsylvania Avenue or whatever, and uh, lost his life to the streets, man. Like, tell us about that that young boy, man, and um, what you remember the most about him. So, um, the the young man's name was Darius Kelly. Mm-hmm. We called him Jack because the first, so we, so the program when we first got there, mm-hmm. it really, like I said, it wasn't about, um, so much that how many games we we're gonna win. We're working with the Dunbar tradition, the Lake tradition, right. the, Southern. the Southern tradition. Right. I mean, we, Edmondson. You know, well, we got there's right. there's some really good coaches in this town, the guys mm-hmm. that have established serious programs. We're the city. I mean, city had won multiple state championships. No right. question. Shout out to city. City was. You know what? <laughs> You know what, City? This <laughs> bullshit. Yeah. I, I, I'm gonna before we done. I, I need to tell you my first game against City because we beat them by 30 this year, and we've been beating up on them pretty, pretty, pretty a lot recently. I'm Word. just going. I'm gonna be real. But however, <laughs> however, when I got into this thing, it was not going that way. No, Co- no, Coach no. Mike gave me a, a a butt whipping that I will never forget. Mm-hmm. Um, but. Um, 
Uh, where were we? Where were we? Where were we? The, the young man, Jack. Yeah, Jack. My yeah, man, yeah. Jack. Shit. Jack. So, I, I walked in. So, Jack, so so I, I said that to say in terms of our humble beginnings is that the guys I coached when I got to Poly were just guys that came to Poly. Right. It wasn't like I went out and looked at them in middle school right. or recruited them, them, nothing. None of that, nothing. Yeah. I'm mm -hmm. coaching Poly kids, mm -hmm. whoever's there. Mm -hmm. So, that that's a that was a real important part of my progression. I enjoyed that. Mm -hmm. So Jack is a kid. Jack is so in the unfortunate that it happened a couple blocks from where he grew up on Caroline Street, right by the dome, the most famous court in Baltimore, um, where we played about a lot of our summer league games. Anyway, so Jack's a kid from down there who um, has huge heart. Played as hard as any kid I've ever coached, mm -hmm. um, but you know. He just so two wonderful parents supporting him at home, but you know just grew up. Um, unfortunately, you know what we think is cool, or what what, what yeah. young people learn is cool. Right. When you know you're growing up in certain situations, is not often what we find out is actually cool. Right. right. And sometimes those lessons are not. You know, young young people don't get a chance to learn those lessons until mm -hmm. it's too late. So Jack was a young man who was an excellent ball player, not the best student in the world, but um, you know at, at that time. So now we have we invest uh, fourteen thousand dollars a year in our tutors. Okay. Um, wow. That our teachers in the school, Jermaine Wallace, who was there with us, is is, mm -hmm. is the head tutor. Um, there are teachers in the school that work with our guys year round. We didn't have that then. It wasn't. It just wasn't. I didn't. I didn't have the resources at that point. I was our tutor. You know, I'm working with Jack. Okay. I'm working with our team. I was our only academic support. Um, so anyway, I say that to say, at the end of his midway through his senior year, we're the number two team in the Baltimore Sun. Jack's our starting two guard. Mm -hmm. Fails off the team kind of really gets caught up in what he thinks is, you know, cool for him to do at that time. Right. And, you know, unfortunately, um, you know, a few years later we lost him. And he's a really important part of our program. We have a picture of him with our first – so he was on our first uh, – you know, I, I, we had zero basketball history. When mm -hmm. I got there, Jack was on our – in 2013, we had the – we won the 4A North Regional Championship. Jack was on that team. We got a picture of him holding up our um, plaque for that in the um, in in the locker room. And you know, something that we don't shy away from as a program. We want to learn from yeah, a, what, what happened with Jack. Yeah, it is, yeah. man. You know, yeah. and, and it's it's no point in you know denying them the lesson learned because it ain't gonna get learned that way. And and I, I don't think that Jack would want anything different. I know his parents. Um, don't so he's a guy that we do talk about in a very loving way because we'll never forget him, but also in a way that we want to make sure that we we recognize exactly you know some of the decisions that Jack made that um, you know that affected his life and 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 um, you know it's, it's it's all a part of the you know the strength of our program just right. growing from everyone's experience whatever that experience um, was. Man, switching gears, man. Um... State championship. So that and that, that boy Perry, man, Jesus Christ, um, y'all had some players, man. Um, describe that feeling. Seconds tick down, and you know that it's in the bag. Describe that feeling. Oh, oh. oh I'm, a, sorry, I'm a, sorry. It, it was a, a gradual process. Oh yeah. Through from 2010, right? 2010. Yeah. So you went um, city. Then regional uh, and then state, mm -hmm. you know what I'm saying? So yeah. It was a gradual process. So you're, right. you're you're getting pieces of that pie, 
And and when exactly. when that clock yeah, is ticking important. off, it's yep. it's like yeah. Des- describe that feeling. So that's exactly what it was. Is that it was a uh, it was a culmination of so much. I mean, we so you know not being a part of a certain network that had been what winning in Baltimore yeah. City basketball was for so long. Right. It was not an easy road. You know, we didn't yeah. get kids in. I mean, we had some of the best kids that have come through Baltimore in the last ten years. Dying to get in the poly, it just couldn't happen. You know, we couldn't get them in. We we had all kind of reasons for roadblocks. We had we were getting kicked out of the gym when we first got there. You know, we're not our, our guys are not getting access to to the court. Um, you know, fighting battles with this and that. I'm our only academic support. These, you know, it's so much. Mm-hmm. And I just, you know, I'm thinking about all the people that I went through that journey with that I'm watching. You know, right there with me. Um, and then even what what you know the moment that it really happened for me was. We, it was a, um, it was a, a three point game. They fouled Dre. Kid, you're talking about this going to Temple, mm-hmm. um, and he goes to the line. And early in the year, we had lost to Simeon, which is where Derrick Rose yeah. and Jabari mm-hmm. Parker yeah. um, went, and we got them to come to Baltimore. It was a big deal. Yeah, we. We're down four. Dre comes down. So he had a real good end of the game. Comes down, hits a three, puts us down one. We're out of timeouts. There's eight seconds left or something like that. They take their time, get the ball. The guy gets out of bounds. He just holds it. Everybody in the gym's going nuts. But the rule is uh, that if you don't have any timeouts left, the clock doesn't stop when the ball goes through the basket. So I knew, look, they're not going to be able to hit a three. This happened to us before, Dre. Get the ball. So anyway, at that point, we knew it was over. Right. And it was from an ex- a negative experience that we had. Like, it was so so fitting. I looked at him like, it's over, Dre. Everybody in the gym don't even know. The game's over. Right. So as soon as the ball goes through him, you grab it, stand on bounds, just hold it. It's a great clip of him doing that. Anyway, point is, is that was like, it was just everything seemed to be symbolic of all the stuff that we went through to build right. and get to that point yeah, and to be ready for it. You know, it, it, exactly. Yeah. Like, I, to be honest, I mean, we, we could have four state championships right now if they let us get kids in. But to only have one and to know that every step was earned. Right. And we worked every, for all this. Yeah, everything, yeah. everything. And, and then, you know, with, with, with so many guys that – and we, we got a first lady of poly basketball as well that helps with a bunch of operational stuff, Jeanette Wooten. Mm-hmm. Like, our whole – we really – the whole Our Family versus Your Team thing, you know, there's nobody that's going to say that this is a strictly business thing going on with a high school basketball program. But anybody that's around our thing knows that we just got – Whole lot of love in our gym at keep, all times. Keep it a bill. You you dabbed on them, didn't you? You know what? <laughs> I don't really do kid dances, man. I, I can't dab. I, that ain't me. That ain't me. We almost forty. Almost, dude. yeah. Like I, I got I, I don't. I'm dabbing. You know what? I'm I didn't. I, I, you know what? I was so. I was just. I really was in. I was like in that's such a up. euphoric state. Yeah. I ain't up. even had. I, I don't. I, I may have. I don't know. <laughs> that, full, that photograph. This motherfucker's like this high off the fucking ground and some slippery earls and shit. <laughs> yeah, man. Face red and shit. That, that, yeah. that that's a great. That's that, a great that, that was before we won. That was, that was when I was stressed <laughs> out. I was, it, it was. I, I really. I really. So the the. The, one of the best parts about it is is that as a competitor, every year of my life has been involved with a basketball season mm-hmm. since I was eight years old. Yeah. And at the end of that season, I lost a game at some point. Uh, 
You know what I mean? And yeah, then yeah, 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 it's yeah. two, three weeks of depression afterwards. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So as a player, as a coach, you know, no matter how much, I, when I coached at Morgan, went to the NCAA tournament, that was great. And then Blake Griffin was dunking all on our ass <laughs> and put us right out of there in the right, first right, round. Right. So I had to deal with that depression of right. losing. And this was the first time in my life to be a part of a basketball season, I'm, I'm ended on a win. But you still winning, right? With the you got the national team, no question. Right at it. Right. Well, even it, it definitely, man. I, I'm I'm super well, grateful well, tell about, us about my, that phone call. Though. How did that go? So um, I got a phone call. So actually, it was from a guy that I um, I work with at Morgan, mm-hmm. which was even extra special about it because it was a guy who I watched work up. He he was our um, our manager slash film coordinator at Morgan. And we're working at Morgan. You, you're competing against Division One programs that whose film coordinators getting paid sixty, seventy thousand dollars, and our mm-hmm. film coordinator right. is one of our student managers. Right. But this guy made it seem like he was getting paid sixty, seventy thousand dollars. So anyway, I watched him work. Unbelievable guy, character, and just really just worked really hard as a student. I'm like, man, this dude's going to do something with himself. He's the head of basketball operations for um, USA Basketball right now. And so he called me and said, I, I got some really good news for you, Sam. I, um, you, know, the, you know, they have a committee that selects their coaches, and he was telling me that, um, that they – he basically ran down. He, he said they watched our state championship interviews with the guys. He saw um, – he talked about us getting um, – so my, I'm also a math teacher at Poly, and one of my classes, which is a group of seniors who are traditionally underachieving seniors, um, this class we had, we did a research project where we um, basically showed how kids in Baltimore um, were getting less credit for their honors classes than yeah. every every other district in the state. I'm like, well, you know, that doesn't seem. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So, so we, we got a great change policy. They got a bunch of kids qualified for college. So he talked to me about that. And I'm like, you know, that's look, man, winning basketball games is, is, is great. I love it. I'm a competitor, man. Forget that. Like I, I, I love to compete, Mm -hmm. but I'm, I'm way more proud of, you know, the great change policy stuff, the change in our GPA, the guys going to the different schools they go to, mm-hmm. and you know the winning is just the icing on the cake. And and I really, um, it, the winning was just validation that that was going to work. Right. That that the academic change and uh, supporting the guys and creating all these really strong relationships. Like I always told everybody, this is going to work. This is what's going to work. Mm-hmm. We're going to create these relationships and build this bond and this group of. Um, you know, young people in the city that feel connection to this program. And, like, right now in the gym, you can go in our gym any day, you're going to see guys, you know, a bunch of guys that are playing college ball right now who went to poly coming back and busting the, these young boys' tail that are feeling real good about themselves from winning the state championship. Like, nah, you still you still can't guard John Crosby. You still can't so, guard Chaz Brown. You know what's funny? I've been invited to come on Sunday. And I'm like, nah. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. No, I saw Dominic in the store. And I was like, nah, twin, I'm good. But you know what? You can come up there and just hang out. Hang out. It's just a great, great. Thank you, Coach. I'm smart enough to know. You sit down over here. Fuck you. Right? Shit. Hey, look, man. We we all Baltimore and Baltimore Zone, folks. We have a segment on the show that we like to call Shooting the five. Hashtag ST5. Hashtag shoot the five. At where's Buffy on every motherfucking thing that you can think of. Do you want to 
Do your version? No, we, we can run with yours. Top five players from the Baltimore area. No particular Ooh, order. All time. No order. All time. And no don't order. you can't say yourself. I wouldn't. I wouldn't. That would be disrespectful. You supposed to say it's just not. You know what? If you said top five shooters, I might put myself number five. My but, man. but I'm I'm a realist. I'm not one of the five best players come out of Baltimore. It's not even close. I'm, I'm not even close yeah. to Um I would say number one is Melo, and you, we can't question that. Although I, I, yeah. So he's from Baltimore. Yeah, no, no, no doubt. I'm the only one, especially when we talk about his basketball game. His basketball game is from Baltimore. Absolutely. I think he'll tell you that. Absolutely. Yeah, 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 I don't want to disrespect some guys that I know were no. We, so that's, so that's like, number two. That's so, hold on. So that's, like, that's five number two. Hold so on. Like a couple that's number guys two. That's like your Kevin second Smith. shooting of five. Okay. Hold on. Okay. That's your second shooting of five. So just run with run okay. with your right, five. Oh, where's, where's my three? I got Melo. You got Sam Mellos and Muggsy. Muggsy. Oh, and Muggsy got beat. I did. I said Melo, Sam, Reggie, Muggsy, most definitely. You know what? Earlier I said Magic. Was my first basketball inspiration. It was Muggsy, no question about mm-hmm. it. Yeah, I mean, I I remember having it. I remember going to roll in the sixth grade with a, you know, getting there about an hour before school, going back and playing in, in the and we used to play in the back basketball right. early in the morning. I catch the bus up there. We you know a bunch of us out there playing. Mr. Ruffin come put you know run us into school. Right, and I always had my Muggsy T-shirt on like every day. Right. So anyway, that was my my number one. So Muggsy for. Mm. I'm, I'm I'm gonna go with somebody. Um, you know what? I'm gonna go with Shante Rogers. Five. Okay. Shante Rogers. I, I think we've been the little guards. Same list. Except for I had Wingate. No, David Wingate is, is tough. It's, I, it's, yeah, it's something tough. about what Nut did is such a small guard. And and Kevin Norris is a really good friend of mine who was his backcourt mate in high school. Mm. Um, but it was something about Nut that was just he, it, he could just. I mean, I don't know. All right, now we got. Our second shooting of five okay. is top five ballers from Baltimore that you may have you you probably never heard of. Okay. So number I like that. There you go. So since well, you never heard if you're not from Baltimore. Or if you're from yeah. Baltimore. See, that's the thing if you're from Baltimore. If you're not from here. If you're not from here. Okay, but okay. you've heard right heard of like, you know what I mean, some of these dudes like Kill and Right, right. So Kill's the best player I've coasted against. Right. People some people think that was hype, it was not hype. I, I think oh, a kill card nice. was Isaiah Thomas mm. without maybe certain things going right for him that maybe went for a, a foot right for Isaiah Thomas. I truly believe that. I, I and and was you know, as a player and coach, was a little bit taller, right? Nah, Isaiah was kill, a little bit taller, right? I don't, right? Kill, I don't know. Kill, like five, five nine, right? Yeah, but five. I, I, I don't know Isaiah. He was like five, five like eleven. He was like six foot, right? Really? Who? Yeah. Isaiah Thomas. Thomas. Yeah. No, no, no. Isaiah Thomas about playing about the NBA right oh, now. Oh, you talking about Oh, oh, okay, okay, okay. 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 I'm with you. I'm with you. I, I think, yeah, no, no. Isaiah Thomas back in the day. Isaiah, that's a whole different ball game. I'm, I mean, like with the athleticism. I mean, kill. Um, that was actually our first big win in pilot. We beat a kill. Mm. His um, junior year, they were number one in the Baltimore Sun. We had never had that. That was so we Patterson, had. Right? Yeah, it was Patterson. Yeah, they mm-hmm. came to Poly, beat him in double overtime. My shirt drenched after the game. I'll never forget that. That was our first big win. But anyway, 
so that you've never heard of if you're not well if you're not from here you probably still heard of a kill car he's got mm-hmm. so much mm-hmm. so i would yeah. go um so then you know i'm thinking of guys like marcus hatton and boosie thornton but they had real big collars i would say so um Maybe Josh or somebody. Wait, well, Josh Selby played at Kansas. That's it's true. tough to say that. That's true. But he only I, I, had one good game. That one game. So the, so the guy Silk who played with, uh, he's an East Baltimore. Yeah, dude, he had games. Who played a, with like an one, one and yeah, all that stuff. That but Silk could really, really play. People mm-hmm. probably don't know a lot about him. Um, Kevin Smith, no doubt about it. Kevin Smith. I've never heard that name. Um, well, so Kevin Smith passed away. Uh, um, but he, he's a Baltimore legend. Um, I, I, this is this is a tough question because the the players are going to be from an era before me. Okay. Um, I tell you what, That's even and my, I'll tell you what, nah, I'll, I'm going to tell you my era, Miguel Wilson, Mike Mike Wilson, played at Carver, averaged 35 a night. Nobody could keep him Ooh. under 30 in the city, and he never played high level college basketball. Um, the dude Jennifer that went to uh, Anton, man, Antoine, I mean, so Antoine, I mean, he was big time scorer. He, he, I was like 40. 43 triple C and then went to Morgan. He went to Morgan. Now, Karcher, Karcher was, oh, Mark Karcher. That was Mark your Karcher. era, right? Karcher was before. older than me before. Yeah. I okay. mean, Mark, so, I, so I, like, that's the thing. It's tough to say, like, when you heard him. To me, if you ain't heard of Mark Karcher, you weren't watching college basketball. Right. Word. Word. Temple. Word. Temple. Yeah, yeah, Temple. Yeah, Temple. Uh, yeah, so he, Mark was, I mean, Mark, um, they had this thing, the Charm City Classic back in the day, and I remember yeah. um, Mark played against... Um, Tracy McGrady mm-hmm. in it and destroyed them yeah. dudes and they won. I think he had a shot at the buzzer or something like that. Um, but Mark Karcher is a he's a Baltimore basketball. He's a friend of mine. Um, he's a Baltimore basketball legend. No question. I just think of him. I don't think of him as just Baltimore. I, I think, think of him. Mark, Mark yeah. made it made That's it past true. Baltimore. That's why I, I want to say Keith Booth. But yeah, but he, he made actually, yeah. It's he, tough. Yeah. It's tough to say. Like a, like Rudy Archer is a name that I've heard a lot. From you know back in the day that maybe the the general basketball fan hasn't heard, mm. um, Kev Smith like I said is a, was was a guy, um, you know Mike Mike, um, it's it, 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 that's tough for me that's tough for me the five that you never heard of because it's tough to define really who who's heard of who. I feel so we are not only a sports show but we also do a little we delve into a little bit of hip hop and shit. Mm-hmm. Right now. But the state of hip hop as, as it is and shit, man. How do you feel coming from the era that we would grow that we grew up in and shit about this mumble rap and all that shit, man? So I try not to be. You know what? So I'm I'm, I'm gonna relate this to basketball. Okay. So I hate when people say LeBron couldn't play in the '90s because he's soft, or Steph Curry couldn't play in the '90s because he's soft. Which is those are oh, I, I hear you, but here, here's what I think. <laughs> So I, I had a feeling that might be somebody's point of view. Right. right. Now, LeBron gonna, could. Okay. No. Let, let, let me let, say let, this. Let him finish. All right. So, so, right. so the goal is, or mm-hmm. the reason why people say that is because they say they were hand checking and they were cracking you at the rim. Well, if you try to hand check Steph Curry, he's going to have your ass out there doing circles like he had to do Rudy or whatever doing go circles. Bad. Other go bad doing yeah. circles last series. Sam Casella put that hand on him. Sam Casella get the crap shook out of him. Sam put his hand Curry. And then he'll shoot a step back three from 35 feet. That Hold Nobody on, would you. even shoot that Marjorie, shot. He says Sam was his number two. This well, is so Sam is, I saw Sam. I, and Sam Cassell knows Sam I have it. it. So I, I just think, so, so here's the deal. Mm-hmm. Now, I, I don't think that rap has evolved the way basketball has evolved. This is true. 
So so there's a difference there. So, you know, rap has, I think, taken steps backward in terms of evolution, mm. where basketball, we have guys training and and playing year-round mm. from seven years old. Now, that does negatively impact the game in certain ways, but a guy like Kevin Durant, mm. I mean, can, I just cannot imagine what Kevin Durant would have did to 90s NBA basketball. Yeah, no, he would have destroyed it. I, I just don't – like, so Carl Malone would have guarded him? He would have destroyed Carl it. Malone was the best power forward in the NBA at one point in time. He would have guarded Kevin Durant. Kevin Durant would give Carl Malone 70. <laughs> I, I don't see <laughs> – how he's ever? I don't see how, and that's the best. Oh, so maybe Charles Barkley would have tried yeah, to guard him. Yo, he would have destroyed. But you know what the problem is? Durant Sean Kemp him. doesn't have the lateral movement to guard Kevin Durant. He would have gave him. Sean there's play no, no power forward, which is what LeBron mostly plays. Melo mostly plays. KD mostly plays. Dennis Rodman was this great celebrated guy. He would not get playing time today, in my opinion. He's not as he's he brought a skill to the game. This is my question. And I don't think that so Draymond playing time. So Yeah, Draymond also averages eight assists and hits about forty five percent from three. This this is my question. You know what I'm saying? The guys now who do what Rodman did are also skilled with many other things because of the evolution of the game. This is my this is my question though. So if if you 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 figure you put K D back in our time, if I punch K D in the mouth Do you think he's still gonna do the exact same thing? He'd have waves in the nineties. That's a fair question. And that is the argument because the skill can't be the argument, right? So it's got to be the heart. right? It's got to be like, well, do these guys have the same heart? And so this is where I think this conversation goes a different place. Like, So even now in Baltimore, the best kids are not from Baltimore City. Hmm. When we played, the best kids were from Baltimore. Right. Right. And And to become the best players went through a different set of circumstances because there were rec centers where all everyone could go. Right. So the people with the chip on their shoulder wind up being able to compete at a different level, and whereas now, the nurture, the nurtured athlete is the privileged athlete, right. and that's who makes it to the NBA. No doubt, it's a there is a right. different dynamic. So that competitive, I'm gonna put you on your ass if you come to the lane, has changed. It's a it's a um, a more peaceful game. There's not as many people as it, getting punched in the mouth in the playoffs, but some people say that means the game isn't as good. Did it hinder the game? Did it? Did it ruin? That change course. things, but 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 in terms of, I just so so you got a guy like Steph Curry who gets an MVP and he's from a privileged situation, mm. quote unquote. But like, look, I'm a guy that loves the coach kids in Baltimore. I'm from Baltimore. It does bring you a level of toughness, but I mean, them dudes in PG County can hold man. Howard County kids can play. PG tough though. You know what? Howard County. Howard County has produced some serious ball players in the last ten years in the Baltimore area. I mean, some they have some real strong developmental leagues out there. You got people that are really paying attention to their children's, you know, development as as athletes. It's just different stuff going on. So I say that to say that I'm. I see people all the time. This guy's not lasting in today's. And this guy wouldn't last in um, '90s NBA. And and you know I, I, that, that sounds good. Anyway, the original question was about rap. Look, I'm sorry. Right, I'm right, sorry. Right, I apologize. Right, I, 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 so so with rap, 
I definitely think we've digressed a little bit. <laughs> but I but I cannot lie. You heard me playing 21 Savage as I pulled yes, up. Yes, very loudly. So <laughs> in a family van. So yes, yes. A family man in a family van. Playing 21 Savage. 21. Yeah, but you know, I you know, I think sometimes we often exaggerate how conscious rappers were in our day. You know, I, I think we exaggerate that. Like, like was every were we really in a conscious rap time? I don't, I, I don't, don't I don't think so. it's consciousness that we exaggerate. I think that what we see is our rappers. We lived in the era. Styles always say, "I'm from the era. I'm from the era." You had to spit. Like everybody had to. We always say everybody had to rap. When I look back on Method Man, who was one of my favorite rappers, I listened to M.E.T. Jody Man today. I'm like, the fuck is Meth talking about? Right. Meth ain't saying nothing. Yeah, but you you also grown too, so you wouldn't know. You understand? You might but, have understood it. But is more. Method Man a better rapper than Uzi Vert? Yes. Yes. Oh yeah, I did. You know what I'm saying? Yes. Yeah, but but everybody not now, we got a biased point of view at this. Idea. But this everybody is, in our era true. wasn't lyrical. Though. No, no, absolutely. No, but absolutely. Meth was. Meth was, was. You picked yeah. the wrong. You, yeah, pick, you I, picked I, the bad I guy. I think that's a bad example. Okay. Yeah, you, you picked the all bad right, guy. All right, all right, all right. You've been better with like dirt. Dirt. All right, then dirt. So yes, here's here's the thing. You got actually it. dirt now. Yeah, no, no, no. Uh, Twenty One Savage. <laughs> you got same, same playground. Yeah, yeah, same playground. You but no, you. So hold, you look at a on, guy. Hold on. You came to argue from the sunken place. Absolutely. Cut your own mic. Excuse excuse my language. Look. So so no, but you 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 got to look at it like. You dirt kind of kind of plays from the same angle who, that these young niggas do. Mm. Is that nah? He's not bar for bar super lyrical, mm. but he's super entertaining. He's he's charismatic, and that's what these guys give you. So, but the the, pro, the difference is is these little pink hair dudes. It, these little pink hair dudes <laughs> is not for us. No, no. You know what I'm saying? Shout, you know, shout to call them I'm, no, no. Boys, but so the thing is, us. when it's when it's good, it's good. Right. No, that's no, it. no, no, no. It. When it's great, it's good for everybody. No, some stuff just ain't for us. When it's good, it's good. So, so, you bro, so, so, brother, saying, who are you rocking with that is good today? Other than twenty-one. Matter of fact, other than twenty-one. Let's do impromptu. Uh oh, shooting the five. Shooting the five. Shooting the five. Hashtag st five. Hashtag shoot the five. <laughs> at Wiz Buffy on every motherfucking thing you whole ass. Be. This is what I've been saying the whole time. The the back, I've been, been saying this the whole, right. the whole time. It's the spirits. It's the, Come on. It's the spirits. The spirits got it's me. a lot it's of editing. Yeah. Sound like, oh, no, no, I'm not editing nothing. Who's your top five rappers of today? From two thousand to to the day. It's also tough because guarantee you I know if you say is Jeezy today, is is Jay Z today? Jay Z still putting stuff out today. You can't you can't use Jay. Why you can't use Jay? Because Jay is today. Jay Z suits have a four five in the background. When it started. When it started. Kobe just retired last year. That is very true. So you're not gonna say Kobe is 2010 to 2017, but they had to have started after 2010. So Pusha T can't be well, in that. Jeezy can't be in that, right? Jeezy can't be in that. Shit. <laughs> right. Yo, that's true. You know specific. what? I like I like I like Big Sean. Uh, All right. I like Big Sean. I like G Herbo. Ah. Uh, I like surprise entry. Fresh, yeah, that was that was a surprise entry. Freshman covers that Shata? I like yeah, yeah. Shata. That's Shata. Um, I like um. Listening to too many new guys, man. I, See the, I'm trying to think of like certain songs that I like because I don't listen to too many. Kendrick, I like Kendrick could be in that joint. You, you know what? Oh, okay, I, I I like his new joint. I I, I wasn't hmm. like I, I see. I, I really wanted to like. Uh, you know, I think I'm I, I'm of the 
um, of the school, and I'm sure there's other people with me on this that I really want to like. So I, I really like Common when he got with Kanye and did that album with him and had all these great beats, mm. you know. But but it was hard, I, I, and I like a lot of his songs before that. Right. But I didn't have any albums that I said I could rock all the way through with. Okay. And that's what really made me like rappers when I when we came up is. I like the rapper if I could listen to it front to back. If I could listen to your album front, I, you were okay with me if you had one or two songs. Everybody had, everybody in Cash Money had two songs I liked yeah, on the album. I think when you talk you know, that era, we get spoiled. Brother B, you might as well just say, I'm I'm okay with you saying this era in rap is trash. It I'm, is. I'm, my man, shooting the five. <laughs> my, my man. So man, man, you got any? You got any? Oh, J Cole, I like J Cole. Like J. Cole? Oh, okay, definitely J okay. Cole would be in my 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 top five of of since two thousand ten. Um, Don't say Wale. Nah, <laughs> thank you. I like a few. See, Wale is like I like. See, I like some Wale songs, but yeah. I don't think I could just throw a Wale album. This last album was strange. This last album was strange. Thank you. And I'm a Wale fan. I didn't think it was trash. It was just safe. Robinson, you have anything coming up that you want to plug? I mean, anything, any, any camps? Not a uh, pause. All right, motherfucker. <laughs> Good I mean, he, this my he, he, <laughs> he said plug. You know, hey, fuck you. Come, I, I didn't cuss. You got anything coming up you want to plug? Nah, man. I um, I'll program, man. I'm, I, I'm real proud of what, what we do as a program. I That's think we're a great school. Yeah. You got a kid I, that can play. Why wouldn't you send him there? No boy. So let me ask you a really, really quick question. Don't do question. that. Don't do it. I know what he's going to ask. Really quick. Now, when you guys play that, uh, what's what's your rival's name? Uh, who goes first? In, in football, what do you call that game? I mean, it's the Poly City game. No question. Hey, cut his mic. Cut his mic. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to Cut his mic. So, this. so we're not... <laughs> We're not invested in in said beef. Um, so when we heard, we know it's a rivalry, mm-hmm. but we've always heard it's the, the city oldest high school football rivalry. In the country. You must have heard that from City. <laughs> right. no, 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 the no. people that say that. But no, we. Yo. This, is, this is how it's been announced. I don't oh, know anybody man. who went to City. I don't. I, you know, I really don't know any. Um, well, I, I, I met a nice guy from Poly today. But I don't know anybody from Poly, really. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> but, but, and I, I really don't have a vested interest, but it was always introduced to me as the city Poly. Because you like alphabetical order. Huh? One more time. Okay. You almost Yo, lost seven to nine it. Alphabetical order. Alphabetical so, order. So do you do the social media? Yes. Go ahead and let the folks know where they can uh, Co-same brand. At? At everything, everything, everything. Brand on no, no, IG, no, no underscores, nope. no Cosine Brand all together, straight through. Absolutely, man. I am Ilfam Seven Nine on your social media of choice, aka the Aunt Anderson of podcast, and you don't need the rest of my AKAs. My tag team partner, Match Boy, Fat Boy Diz, Dizzy from B More, uh, Dizzy from B More on Twitter, Fat Boy underscore Diz on uh, your Instagrams to my left at Math Damon. That's it. Where'sBuffy.com for everything, all your Where's Buffy needs. Um, at Where's Buffy as well. Real quick to plug something. Oh, first of all, well, to, to plug something real quick. Um, uh, 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 go to Harvey Dent Baltimore versus Y'all Horse. There is a Buffy versus Y'all Horse yeah. shirt that y'all gotta get. Yeah, everybody cop one. Cop, cop, cop one. two. Right, cop two. Cop two, man. Cop two. Cop one for yourself. One for your cop mother. 
Oh man, I like. No, that. I already got one for. Hey, don't worry about. Hey that. man, um, real quick, um, congratulations on your success. 